0: Welcome to another edition of the 49er Goldcast. San Francisco, are you ready?
1: Boom!
0: Welcome to another edition of the 49er Goldcast. We are the voice of the faithful. I'm your host, Rudy Salisa III, and with me is my brother my co-host,
1: Raymond Solis, the First, baby.
0: And our we have no team co hosts.
1: No LA co
0: hosts. I was about to jump in and go, wait a minute, we don't have anybody else. Um No Oak. today.
1: No. Nah, old Man Davis. Wow, on on the on in the wake of their playoff birth, he disappears. How you know how interesting is that?
0: How interesting is that? You know what? At first I thought it was being a, a coward. Because Kansas City beat him and he was knocked into the fifth spot of the seating. And then then he won this week and is still nowhere to be found. Old man Davis, don't worry. Your time will come on this uh on this goal cast, and you will have to eventually answer for when the Raiders lose in the postseason.
1: Oh yeah, baby.
0: Uh oh, Disson. Raymond, today's a sad day for me because I um I uh, I lost
1: uh,
0: the first round of the playoffs of my fantasy league after winning six straight weeks in a row. I left the winning points. Actually, you know what? I'm looking now, and even even with the winning points on the bench, I don't know. I I might have I might have been tied. I don't actually think I left the winning points on the bench. But either way, it's a sad. Sad day in the world of Rudy Solis III today.
1: Oh, oh. well, I, uh, you know, one day I'll give fantasy football a try, maybe, possibly. Other it's than that, really I, addicting. I just, I just kind of like getting calls from you and dad asking me what, who to put in where. I do enjoy that.
0: I will say it's quite addicting, but I hate it. I hate it so much. I, If I could just quit fantasy, I would, but it's like the mafia. I'm like in too deep now, mm. and I, I have to stay in it. So I'm really sad. I'm really, really well, sad. Well, it makes
1: almost as much money. I think uh, uh, I think it makes almost as much money as the NFL itself.
0: Yeah, yeah it's really addicting. And uh, yeah, lost my money. So sad. Anyway. Anyways,
1: look at, that. look at that. That's that's sums up the Niners season.
0: Is what? <laughs> yeah,
1: Yawn. we're not
0: even going to talk about how brutal that was. Oh, and if you're seeing on your if you're seeing on your feed, like your bleacher report feed that the Niners are possibly for sale, don't listen to that at all. It's a bunch of BS. It's just a re gifted in, in in the spirit of the season, it's a re gifted article from last year.
1: Right. And what they did last week, they did this to the day because it was on December 16th of 2015 or December 15th, 2015 and 16th. So the first one came out of the Chronicle. The next one came out of Pro Football Talk by Mike Florio, who was piggybacking off of the SF Chronicle by Scott Osler. And they reposted it in the Bleacher 49er news feed the same day last week. So if you looked, so I fell for the same thing too. I looked at it, I was like, really, this is coming up again. And then I noticed that there was a typo in the Chronicle article, or I thought it was a typo where one of the options that Scott Osler outlined was to give Sula another chance instead of firing him at the end of the year. And I was thinking, I was like, is this a typo or did he just get this one completely wrong? And then I looked at the date and I was like, Oh wait, this is last year. That's why.
0: Yep. So don't, don't believe the hype. The 49ers are not for sale. Nope. So, Not do, even an inkling not,
1: of that this year at all.
0: They're not for sale. Not only are they not for sale, but Jed York isn't going anywhere. Right. Just, even his dad um, came out and yeah.
1: said that the, the articles that have come out last recently talking about him getting stripped of his responsibilities says, quote, completely, unquote, false.
0: Yeah. So – so I don't believe the height. Uh, everything is going to stay as it is. I'd say Trenbalki is probably for sure gone. Would you agree with that?
1: I definitely think he is gone. And some people are wondering why he is gone. Jason Cole was from Bleacher Report was asking why he was allowed to sign Ray Ray Armstrong today to a two-year extension if he's out the door. I said, I responded to him and said, hey, I think it's just because it's his job and he has to sign it. Plus, Ray Armstrong is a signing that makes sense in my books. You know, if I was going to fire him, I would. You know, I would be. I would still let him do his job. I wouldn't just say, "Hey, I, you're not. Gonna, you don't get to do any signings, even though it's part of your job, because I'm going to fire you within the next couple weeks." You know what I mean? It's like you. Yeah. Repeat, it's it's like a. It's, it's a that's a weird circumstance to to allow. But Jason Cole replied back and he said he was talking to me and he said, well, but most teams don't allow their GMs to make signings if they're on the hot seat and they're going to get fired at the end of the season. And I was like, well, I, I don't know. I said, you know, if I was firing him, I would allow him to make signings as long as it made sense for the team. Yeah. So if, so to me, when I look at Ray-Ray Armstrong, he was a solid complement to Navarro Bowman in the inside because he had great speed. This is a guy that is a former safety. He's a former defensive back. So converted to inside linebacker, tremendous speed. So he had great coverage skills, which is something that Will Hoyt does not have, Nick Bellore does not have, and Shane Scove does not have. By the way, we added three more guys to the IR this past I weekend.
0: saw that. Three more. Yeah.
1: Done for the year. Blake Bell, Nick Ballor and Quentin Patton, done for the season.
0: Done and done. Like, it's, yeah.
1: So they're yeah. gone. They did bring in some other players. They brought, uh, who did they bring in? I believe they brought in, they brought in a linebacker, as if it matters. <laughs> they brought in uh, another Whoa. tight end, as if it matters. And I believe that's it. They brought in a tight end and a linebacker. Well, linebacker, we're we almost We have virtually nothing left we've been completely depleted so we needed to sign somebody because we can't just convert somebody who's not a linebacker into linebacker
0: well and similar to balky i mean you, the the show must go on right you got you got to Yeah,
1: you got so. to do something you you have to fulfill i mean it's a 53 man roster but you dress 46 so you need 46 guys um I believe those are NFL rules that you have to have 46. So you yeah. got to fulfill those those roster spots. Bring guys up from practice squad. I know they picked up some pra- practice squad guys. Um, they're people I don't know of, people that don't matter. So I think anything, right now we just need to be looking to the future. I, I, I saw Kevin Jones posted today – or I'm sorry, it wasn't Kevin Jones. Uh, Matt Barrows was talking about uh, promoting Marcus Rush. Next season, I think that's a great job. I would just promote him now, let him get at least one game under his belt. I think that would be great for him mm-hmm. since we're so thin. Might as well. I know might he's as a li- well. I know he's a liability in the running game. and the running game, we're hurting. But, you know, we're, uh, there's liabilities all over the place, all over that defense. So, in this case, I mean, at least you get some potential pass rush abilities there. Have him, have him rack up some sacks while he figures out the run-stopping side of his game then I mean, you have nothing we have nothing to lose at this point but either way going forward this is a guy that needs to start coming into the play here and rotate because i'm out brooks is not getting any younger
0: nope nope not at all and, and tank
1: carradine was a complete ineffective nothing this year
0: yeah yeah he's kind of like surprise, uh surprise surprise like um like the tanks of old he's obsolete at the mm-hmm. moment yep. speaking of looking towards the future uh Old Man Davis's Raiders, now with that Kansas City loses, Oakland Raiders win, and now they're up into the second place uh, spot in the seating. Patriots are comfortably sitting at number one. But I'll tell you, Ray, I'll tell you the two places I really have messed up on our playoff predicts this year. That was thinking Baltimore Ravens were going to pull this off because now with two weeks of straight losses – and Pittsburgh winning, we now Pittsburgh has got a little bit of a cushion right now and uh they they they've won five in a row, haven't they? Yeah. Five yes, in a Pittsburgh
1: row. Pittsburgh have a, has a five game win streak.
0: Whereas uh the uh the Ravens are three and two in with the last two weeks of having lost in a row. And so definitely no good. Oh no, 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 no. no. They won yesterday. Didn't they win yesterday?
1: Yeah. It was yeah, bad players. on the road.
0: That's right. They did. They, they did win yesterday. They didn't lose two in a row. They won, they won yesterday. I forgot. Yeah, they were and at then, home.
1: They they play really good at home. They're just not very good on the road.
0: I still think. I still don't. I still now. I'm starting to believe that Pittsburgh's going to pull us out. But I'll tell you, the other place I really messed up, and mainly what it was, I got a little cocky, and I didn't look. Admittedly, I didn't look closely at the schedules. I picked last week. I picked the, the Detroit Lions, and this week, I'm telling you. I don't think I, once I looked at the schedule. I didn't look at the schedule when picking the Detroit Lions. I was like, ah, uh, yeah, okay, they've been playing pretty good, and just kind of going off of you know, just going off how they've played during the season, but forgetting that I should have looked at the schedule. You know, hey, sometimes you know, we're just we're just fans. We're fanalists. We're not analysts. We don't get paid to do this. So sometimes. Sometimes I don't, you know, I don't look as closely as I should, and I got a little cocky. Admittedly, I got a little cocky, and I thought, you know what? Yeah, Detroit's doing good. Yeah, they'll be in there. Pack. No, they're not going to do it. Then I didn't notice that Detroit, Detroit is missing its last three games. Here's its last three games. New York yesterday, Dallas this week, and then Green Bay in its final week. And I just realized, I was like, "Wait a minute! There is no world in which they're going to get, they're going to win those." In fact, I think they're going to go zero three, and they've already lost their first game. And I promise you now, my prediction of, I believe my prediction of the Detroit Lions getting into the playoffs will be wrong. And I think the Green Bay Packers are going to pull the Aaron Rodgers. They're going to run the tables.
1: It's possible. Well, who's next on their plate? They didn't Dallas lose by much. They're going to play Dallas Cowboys next. In Dallas.
0: In, I'll tell you right now. Give me two seconds. I will tell you right now. Yep, in Dallas. Hmm. And then Green play Green Bay plays them in Detroit. In Detroit.
1: Yeah, Dallas is pretty good at home. Yep. Actually, they're great at home. They're just they're like okay against their division.
0: And so here here's here's the here's the, here's the here's this week's game for Green Bay. Minnesota is going to Lambeau Field. No, I'm just not a believer. I think yeah, Green,
1: Green, Bay, Green Bay's on a tear right now. They're four and one in their last five games. So,
0: so Green Bay wins this week, then they have to go into Detroit. I uh, Detroit loses two games and I think they're going to lose. Uh, they lost last week. I think they're going to lose this week to Dallas. Now they've got to defend, and I think this game's going to be for the season. It's going to be for for the right to go into the playoffs. I don't see Detroit doing it. I'm not a believer. Uh, I'll take I'll take Aaron Rodgers on Green Bay any day in that situation
1: well it's not a terrible bet that's for sure
0: no it's not a terrible bet i i i i'm really beginning to to regret my detroit uh pick had i looked a little bit closer i would have said uh i would have predicted the i would have voted for green bay that would have been my crazy bet but yeah i'm regretting that i'm regretting i doubt that i doubted the pittsburgh steelers and I believe too much into the Detroit Lions, and that's uh, going to s- be I'm going to stick
1: with Detroit. I mean, Green Bay did beat Detroit earlier in the season, but that was in Green Bay, and they only beat them by one possession. I expect there to be a different a different outcome to the game in Detroit. Um, so Lambeau is a lot harder to play in um, for Detroit, so Green Bay will be out of their comfort element in the Dome, and I think that will favor Detroit.
0: I mean, you know, you're entirely right. It is very possible that Detroit, that Green Bay goes into Detroit and Detroit pulls out that victory. Totally, totally possible. I would love so, for
1: them to stun Dallas. That would be terrific.
0: That would be amazing. But yeah. Yeah. So you're right. That's that's possible. I mean, uh, you know, maybe it doesn't look so crazy after all. But why don't we get into it, Raymond? We've got some more picks left here. How, how many have we? How many have we chosen so far?
1: Oh man, we have chosen at least five each.
0: Are we down to our final picks?
1: Hold on, I actually have to bring it up.
0: Go ahead, and bring it up. The Kansas City Chiefs lose. I. I Similar to our Los Angeles co-host Louis, I'm still not a believer in an Andy Reid team in the post, and this past Sunday gave me uh, some cause to pause and made me feel like, yeah, I might be right on that. Losing to the uh, Tennessee Titans, um, I didn't I didn't really watch a lot of that game besides the highlights, but no, still not. Tennessee's not that
1: great. The problem with KC is the same problem that the Niners had with Jim Harbaugh, and that's in that KC tends to play down to their opponent's level.
0: That you know what though, that didn't that didn't that didn't happen the first year with Harbaugh.
1: No, because he had the element of surprise once everyone caught up to him. Yeah. Just like Dak and Ezekiel Elliott, they have the element of surprise. When Cap first started, he had the element of surprise. Mm-hmm. Once the league caught up. Then everything kind of slowed down a bit. Make sure the two, so it's teams adjusting to what they know, and in addition to Casey kind of having this little knack to kind of play down to their opponent's level. The the same, but I mean it works both ways. It's kind of a double-edged sword where it kind of, where if they play a better opponent, they rise to the occasion. A you know case in point, Oakland, but then in the case of Tennessee, a team that you should arguably beat you know nine times out of ten in my book they uh they 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 drop a close one
0: Uh, it's true
1: so we are uh, omd's behind by about two by he'll be behind by two picks at this point we are all five teams each so it's the last pick
0: oh my goodness all right raymond so who who do i have in at the moment
1: So right now, from the AFC, you have the Patriots, the Ravens, the Raiders, the Chiefs, and the Texans. On the NFC side, you have the Cowboys, the Falcons, the Seahawks, the Giants, and the Lions.
0: So it's just that final spot. hmm. Mm. Between Washington... Is that game over now? Washington Washington win? I don't know. Who cares? I don't, I don't know either. But I, but I still... I, well, I need to see, though, because I want to see for my playoff predicts.
1: It is the fourth quarter, and Carolina is still up 23-12.
0: Okay, so...
1: About less than five minutes left.
0: Washington loses...
1: Yeah, I wonder what? if uh, Cousins is going to go to Scott McLuhan and say, how do you like me now? You like me now? <laughs> After tonight's game.
0: What about the, uh, woo wee That was his other one for a while. <laughs> uh, now, here's the question. Who? Okay, so Green Bay is, man, you know, Green Bay could possibly sneak, sneak into that sixth spot, couldn't they? And then and, uh, Washington could go down. Mm, they could. And then there's Tampa creeping. Man, this is tough. This is really tough. Let me see. Tampa's final schedule. So they're at New Orleans, and then they're, and then Carolina is in Tampa.
1: Well, for the AFC, I've got pretty much the exact same group you've got.
0: With the exception of you have the Steelers in where the Ravens are.
1: No, I picked Baltimore, too. Oh, you did? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Expected more out of them.
1: And I already picked the Raiders. I picked the Raiders and Chiefs. I picked Houston. Even though, God, I can't believe Tennessee's actually in it. Jesus. I picked New England. God, it's a toss-up between Miami and Pittsburgh. But I'm going to go Pittsburgh. Gonna go Roethlisberger. They have the three the three headed monster going into their big Ben. Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell.
0: I, I mean I, I agree that I believe Pittsburgh's gonna go in. Yeah, the, I think Go ahead, keep going.
1: On the NFC side, let's
0: see here. You got Washington The Washington professional football team, the Green Bay Packers, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, all vying for that final spot.
1: I can't believe Arizona's out of it.
0: I can, because remember I told you at the very beginning of the year I didn't think they were going to be very good this year? How right did I end up being about that? That That's like the one thing I predicted correctly this year. What happened to them? I'm not sure. They just fell apart. I don't follow them closely enough because I just don't care. (laughs) Eh.
1: And let's see. And who does Tampa play in their last few games here? They just lost to Dallas by less than a touchdown.
0: Tampa, like I said, Tampa is in New Orleans, and then Carolina's in Tampa. There's
1: a good chance Tampa puts some clamps on New Orleans and pulls out a win. Carolina at home in Tampa, there's a good chance Tampa wins that one too. The odds are better for Green Bay though. I'm gonna go I'm gonna say Green Bay gets in the wild, wild card spot.
0: Do you think but do you think so so you're saying you think you think Detroit and Green Bay get in?
1: Yeah, because Green Bay is just a little bit more reliable. Not so much defensively, but offensively they are and they've mm-hmm. they found their stride within the last five games. Mm-hmm yeah
0: they've won four in a row
1: they struggle on the road Tampa's good on the road so that bodes well for them in New Orleans but when they come back home to play Carolina I feel like that's a toss up at home they're not Tampa's not as good defending the home ground they're great against division so I think that they take the game in New Orleans on the road but I think they lose to Carolina and then mm. they end up falling to nine and seven so
0: Carolina plays spoiler, huh?
1: Yeah, Carolina doesn't care. They don't care right now. So they're so they're kind of they're playing comfortably right now. They're just kind of having fun because like there's no pressure, right? There's no yeah. pressure to get it to get in there. So that's why they're handling a team like Washington, who should by and large should beat them. They should have at home.
0: Yeah, Washington's a mess. They're always a mess. Um, yeah, you know. I mean, I agree. Pittsburgh's definitely getting in. You could, you could put me down for Pittsburgh for sure. But the Ravens are not getting in. Um, so, yeah, you could put me down for Pittsburgh. So, But I, I guess I'm looking – yeah, I'm looking at that final – I think Miami is, is actually going to get that final spot, that spot that would have so gone –
1: Pittsburgh or Miami? Pittsburgh. You only, you only pick one, all right.
0: I know, Pittsburgh. I think I'm saying Miami's getting in too. But uh, – and then down in the NFC side – I agree that Green Bay is going to get in. I think, personally, they're going to bump Detroit out. And I think that uh, that Tampa Bay or Washington could possibly slide in. But I think Green Bay is getting in. And I think they're going to bump out Detroit. That's what I think. But that's those are my final picks. Uh, i definitely be wrong about one team on each side, obviously. But... I'm kind of trying to semi-rectify it by stating those things ahead of time.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's what I think. Now, uh, I don't really want to talk about the Niner game, but God, just real quick, we just got our fucking ass kicked. It was brutal.
1: I expected that.
0: I mean, I did too, but geez, it was so rough. Well, you know, so a rough.
1: lot of the teams that have, so New York Jets are 4-10. and 10, They are among one of the top t- Ten teams in the NFL that has players on IR. Cleveland Browns. uh, Cleveland Browns are surprisingly like uh, they're not as high as I thought they would be. Jacksonville Jaguars are up there. San Diego Chargers are up there quite a bit. The Chicago Bears are there. We are obviously there. And there's the the trend that I see is the teams with the most injuries also have the worst records. Is what I'm alluding to. Yeah. With the exception of some lucky anomalies or and I wouldn't say anomalies but teams with better depth Baltimore Ravens are clinging to well they're eight and six now so they just edged out Philadelphia to improve to two games over 500 but before that they were seven and six and they were so they were kind of middle of the road almost and that's a, and that's a pretty much about it I think there's one other team I have to look at the tracker but the trend that I see so for people who want to say because uh, the fans say just say oh well cap sucks I mean, you know you know what if If the offense was solely dependent on one player and not 11, I would totally agree with everyone's assessment there. I would say you guys are spot on. That is incredibly perceptive. You should have a job in the NFL as an analyst. (laughs) But the case is it does not work that way. Therefore, the assessment is completely off. Cap actually played pretty well. 20 for 33 yards. I mean, I know he was sub 200, but he had two two touchdowns, no picks, did not give up the ball. And a few of those, that that his completion percentage would be higher if people would just hold on to the ball. I know sometimes he guns it in there and people can't hang on to it. And I think if you're going to be throwing short passes in a West Coast-esque offense that Chip is trying to run, you do need to add some touch there, some some Joe Montana touch. But at the same time, guys need to catch the ball, especially when it's on the money. There's There's sometimes when Cap can, A, put it in the right spot, meaning like, you lead your receiver. You don't want to throw it behind your receiver or overthrow your receiver. Obviously, makes sense. And then, but if he throws it hard, but he throws it on the money, you still got to catch it. In my book, yep. Dan Marino didn't throw soft.
0: Yeah. Well, man, I know we're about to rip this uh, this season. Thank God it's almost over. But you know, like like a true Forty Nine er faithful, I can't stop watching. And you know, we've talked about this before, and I'm going to talk about it again. Forty Nine er faithful that. You gotta understand football. Football moves. Football moves in huge, huge chunks of years, oh, spanning decades. And what I mean by that is, Green Bay Packers get their first Super Bowl wins in the '60s. Then they rack up another one in the late '90s, and another one in the 2010s. But you're looking at almost a 30-year drought before Brett Favre delivers another one. The Dallas Cowboys won in the '70s, and then you had uh, about another, you know. Twenty-plus year drought until you have them winning again in the '90s, and it's been almost 20 years, and they still they haven't even won. There's no guarantee they're, they're going to win at all this time. But relevancy it's about 20 year 20 20 to five years between each um, era of relevancy. The Pittsburgh Steelers, the I'm talking to all basically all the big boy teams. Pittsburgh Steelers, they were also super relevant in the '70s. Then they don't win again until the 2000s. I mean, again and uh, again, 30 plus years. So it just it takes a while. The Niners went through a a good, you know, 16-17 year drought of relevancy before Haba came and I think when you're a 49er faithful you have to remember just the sweeping span of football history and how long it takes for teams to get relevant. I mean, 20 to 30 years is pretty average for for football teams, you know? This is kind of what yep. what they go through. And so I think I think sometimes, too, given the state of where the rest of Bay Area sports is at, you got the Warriors and the Giants all winning, you know, well, at least multiple championship appearances or multiple championship wins, or definitely have the teams in place to go to another championship. Uh, I'm talking about the Warriors, obviously. And possibly the Giants with some of their offseason signings right now, they definitely look poised to make another run this year. So you just look at that situation, and I know it's sometimes it's easier, I think, to get a little frustrated with the 49ers. because right now, especially, they're just so bad. But I think sometimes, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what the last two years has, has taught me after you know some great years with Harbaugh is that, you know, being being a 49 Niner fan, you just kind of got to stick it out through and through. You know, and that like it isn't it's really easy to support the team when they're winning and when everyone's good. You know, when it's really hard to support the team when they really need it. It's when they, when they kind of suck. And so sometimes while I love our 49er faithful, sometimes I get frustrated by 49er faithful who just like flat out stop watching the games or, you know, won't won't participate in it. Oh, I don't want you know, they don't want to deal with it till they're good. That's called a fair weather fan. And I'm I'm not into that. Like I, I believe in supporting the 49ers through thick and thin, and I'm gonna whether whether they suck or whether they're the best, I'm just gonna keep watching because I support the 49ers, and that's my favorite team in the world, and I'm gonna keep watching them.
1: Yeah, and actually, I couldn't agree more. Although sometimes it is really difficult to watch, but the first two quarters of every game this season are terrific. The the you know they're they're competitive, they're in it, and for whatever reason. They just can't do anything in the latter two quarters. Although they, as the third quarter in particular has been our Achilles' heel all season long. It's where everything falls apart, and they cannot hold a lead, get a get a lead, or even tie. Um, they've that's the one quarter all season long where they've scored. Gosh, I can't remember what Tim Ryan said, but it was a pretty low number. And in the fourth quarter, they actually had a decent amount of points scored in the fourth. Because it's like they get into desperation mode, and in some cases, like the blowouts, you get some garbage time points.
0: Yeah. And I think it's just important to—I yeah, just kind of had to say my two cents about it. You know, I think, of course, it all sucks. It all, we all want the 49ers to be good, but they're not. But either way, if you're a real fan, you watch them when they're doing great, and you watch them when they suck, and that's just the way it is, you know? Mm-hmm. So next up, Raymond, uh, let's go into the Vegas odds. Let me ask you where the 49ers are coming into Los Angeles. They're coming into where I currently live. I currently reside. They're coming here to LA and I'm out of curiosity. What do you think the spread is and who is it in favor for? If you were to guess.
1: And who are we playing? The Rams?
0: Yeah. They're coming here in LA to play the Rams.
1: Uh, I would assume the Rams have an edge I think their edge is probably seven points or less.
0: Nice, uh, close. It's three and a half points, and yes, in favor of the Rams. Now the question is, Raymond, do you take that bet? Now the real question is, why on earth are you still betting on the Niners? Unless you're trying, you're betting for the points in the spread against us. Then I guess maybe this is a great, <laughs> great, great team to be betting against.
1: I think you don't take the bet, and I'm going to bet against the Rams.
0: You think we beat the Rams?
1: Yeah, I think we beat the Rams.
0: I hope we beat the Rams. I really do. I hope we beat the Rams.
1: They got almost as many problems as we do, minus a head coach. That's how bad their season is.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, Yes, true. They are minus a head coach, and that, that might work in our favor, though. Apparently, that wasn't enough to swing Vegas uh, into even thinking we had a chance, possibly due to all the amount, the large amount of injuries the San Francisco 49ers have, and the fact that we can't seem to stop anybody on the run. Raymond, where can they find us?
1: You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash 49ers Goldcast. You can also follow us on Twitter at 49ers Goldcast. And you can, of course, subscribe to us via iTunes, YouTube, and Stitcher. That way, when we go live to the public means, when we post, our whether it's news articles or an iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube's case, when our podcasts come online, you can get a notification and then be right on top of it to hear the latest and greatest.
0: Yep, don't forget to follow us. Like and subscribe. Follow us, like and subscribe. Follow us, like and subscribe. We will follow to you back. Uh, Raymond, where can they find you?
1: You can find me on Twitter at Ray Solis R-A-Y-S-O-L-I-S.
0: Boom. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Rudy Solis3rd, Rudy Solis3R D. So concludes another edition of the 49 Goldcast. We are the voice of the faithful. Just want to let you guys, remind you guys that we will be rebranding and expanding in January. And tomorrow, you might get a little sneak peek of that. Maybe some UFC talk with uh, uh, a UFC fanatic and fighter himself. A little buddy of mine we know affectionately is Dan the Man. So maybe we'll get a little bit of that tomorrow. Danny boy. Danny boy. All right. So concludes another edition of the 49er Goldcasts. We're really excited, and we hope you guys are, too, for the expansion. I'm your host, Rudy Salisa III, and with me is my brother, my co-host.
1: Raymond Salisa First, baby. Boom. We'll see you next time.
0: Same Goldcast time,
1: same Goldcast channel.